Hello and welcome to In Case You Missed It. We are Jason and Tony. Howdy there. Uh, this morning we talked about the age, the average age, people get their first kiss and me and Tony were way off. Well, Tony, I, I guess just some of us are just born with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe they're just born with it. Yeah. Maybe it's Maybelline. I think we were born with it, man. Uh, this uh, survey here talks about first and your first kiss. It says the top answer was between 14 and 17 years old was the first kiss. Now that now, now here's the now. thing. Yeah, I know. I, we don't know if it's, you know, just a kiss, you know, with like Someone, or if it's you know full on you know getting down to business kiss blah, 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 blah. right now you have to make this you have to make the sound tony <laughs> y'all know what i we thought made. I, I i yeah, yeah they did boxing you didn't have to say that digging for each stop other's it. stop it okay so the top answers 14 to 17 years old for that less than one percent said they were over 25 Gosh, I know. So me and Tony were talking about, it and I was feeling a little embarrassed by saying that my first kiss was in first grade. I'm thinking, oh man, that makes me seem like a weirdo. Gosh, fourteen, seventeen. I, I bet, I bet Tony's right, right in there. I bet he, I bet, I bet Tony's normal. Tony went. How, how were you when you got your first kiss? I was five, four, five years old. I was, <laughs> My, I think it was my sister's friend Sarah. She come over to spend the night with her. Uh huh. And I don't know. I was, but that's that. You know that again. That's right. That ain't not the. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Burger King has the Impossible Burger. It's a burger made with vegetables. Impossible. They say it tastes just like the Whopper. Impossible. I really, really want to try. One of the new Impossible Burgers from Burger King. I've heard of them. But I don't want to have to pay for it in case it sucks. Yeah, Because like I've seen the commercials. It tastes just like a Whopper. I can't believe. You know, they tried that Angry... They, they do the Angry Whopper every Halloween. Right. That's, and it's like black bun. And, uh -huh. so, they've so, been they've been changing up, but this one is... The, the meat is vegetables. I have no idea how they do it. I mean, I don't know how they do it either. I haven't seen the process, but they say it tastes just like a Whopper. But it's vegetable. Yeah, so but I don't know. I want to try one. I just don't want to invest in the trying of it. <laughs> it's an expensive investment, because, right? Because then you know, if I'm in there, you know, and you get the combo, you're at seven dollars, mm -hmm. and then get that home and take a bite of it. Of the impossible whopper, and but this is impossible to eat. Right. And then I've wasted seven dollars and having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I want them to give it to me, and then be a, mm, okay. Well, they guarantee you it's just like the real well, thing. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the guarantee is. You get your money back if you don't like it. Anyway, it, I want to try it. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. They always, it's always got to be impossible. Or I can't believe it's not. But then I can't believe it's not meat. Sounds bad. <laughs> So they couldn't use that. I can't believe it's not me. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> want to buy a whole pound of that, right, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw that in the skin. I'll be right back. <laughs> I go to the store and get a pound if I can't believe it's not me. <laughs> that just sounds wrong. Yeah. 
Well, it, it leads you on to other impossible things, though, if we're going down the impossible okay, road. Okay, let's do that. Okay, the impossible mullet. Okay, what's that? It, it's just like a real mullet. Uh-huh. It still has the business in the front and the party in the rear. Right. But it's edible. <laughs> you take it off and you enjoy the taste of corn silks. Mm-mm. The impossible mullet. That sounds great. How about the impossible refrigerator? Okay, what's that? It's just like a real fridge. It doesn't cool or anything. It's just a big metal box with plenty of room for magnets and kids' macaroni art. <laughs> the impossible refrigerator. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just like just it. Just like it, yeah. The impossible mother-in-law. Okay, what's that? It's just like a real mother-in-law. Uh-huh. It's a big bag of air that tells you over and over her daughter could have done better. <laughs> <laughs> The impossible mother. Just, just like it. Just yeah. like it. We had the alternative history of the Upper Cumberland, a brand new film strip. Learn with us. The alternative history of the Upper Cumberland. Today, let's look into the history of the hottest day ever, which ironically happened right here in the Upper Cumberland. It all started one August day when a truck hauling giant pieces of glass broke down on top of Monterey Mountain. The sun rose that day, and when it hit those pieces of glass, it was like a magnifying glass, and the city of Cookville was like ants on the sidewalk. People were running and screaming. The roads were melting. Cookville would have been destroyed, but thankfully a hunter saw the truck driver and started kicking his glass. Boy, he kicked his glass real good. No one was able to record the temperature since all the thermometers melted, but it sure was hot. Isn't it swell to know this area is so tough and holds such amazing records? This has been the alternative history of the Upper Cumberland. We went one minute inside a woman's head. And now it's time for another episode of One Minute Inside a Woman's Head. I want a homeless boyfriend. I want someone who doesn't have a cell phone or internet access. I want someone who I can talk to without emails, webcams, text messages, instant messages, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I just want to sit under a bridge, drink cheap wine, and carry on a conversation without entering a password. I have so many passwords, I have a password-protected website that stores my passwords. So I literally need a password to get my passwords. Homeless people don't need passwords, just a piece of cardboard and a magic marker. I bet living in a box down by the railroad tracks with my unwashed gentleman lover would really be peaceful. Unless Time Warner showed up to install cable. I think my brain needs to reboot. Of course, I'll probably need a password to get it going again. And that was another episode of One Minute Inside a Woman's Head. Tony had today's word of the day. Listen, school kids. And now, to expand your vocabulary... Jason and Tony present Tony's Word of the Day. Misdemeanor Wiener. Misdemeanor Wiener is what you call a small, long dog driving through town with a busted headlight. Misdemeanor Wiener. That's Tony's Word of the Day. Here's the best country lyric that was uh, never, ever, 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 ever been written. Stole this one from Brooks and Dunn. And now... 
Jason and Tony present the best country music lyrics that were never written. My Maria, my Maria, had to cancel cause of diarrhea. That was the best country music lyrics never written from Jason and Tony. And we'll leave you with today's Real Good. I'm sure we've all been on hold with uh, some large company long enough that we thought we might die before someone answered. Yeah, that's happened before. That actually almost happened to this guy. What? Dan McGinnis of Grand Rapids, Michigan, called Comcast last Tuesday to complain about an issue with his cable. And we, we've all been there. Been there, done that. Uh, he felt fine when he dialed the number. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. But by the time someone picked up, something wasn't right. His arm felt heavy and he couldn't talk. Turned out it was because he was having a stroke. Oh, no. Well, Kimberly Williams was at the Comcast call center over 1,200 miles away in Jackson, Mississippi. But luckily, she realized what was happening. Uh. Turns out she'd witnessed her grandmother having a stroke a few uh, years earlier. So she knew the warning signs, got on the phone with first responders in Dan's area. Then they got him to the hospital. No way. So over the phone, she realized this guy's having a stroke. Well, she saw her grandma. Somebody at a call center took time to call 911 for somebody, a customer. I mean, we're talking stuff that never happens from Jackson, Mississippi. Right. His doctor says that he would have had a massive stroke if they hadn't got there so quickly and he could have died. Wow. And you, you think of how busy she was and how I many she yeah, took that, I know. That, that, that registered with her. Took that little extra, that went that one extra step and saved a guy's life. Man, that is unreal. That's so cool. Uh, Kimberly Williams at Comcast. You are real good. That wraps it up for the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to it. We really do appreciate it. We're Jason and Tony, and this has been In Case You Missed It.